In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear brethren, for the past 50 years, we have been witnessing the fruits of Vatican II. Careless liturgies, convents closed, seminaries empty, children and adults who, not, who, who do not know their faith anymore, churches being closed because there are no faithful. If it is the springtime of the church, I don't want to see how the winter will look like. So the church today has to deal with many problems, which are the consequences of the experiments made some decades ago. And one of the most difficult problems that the Church has to face today is, without any doubt, the lack of priestly vocations. With the changes that happened in the Mass, the identity of the priest was also somehow changed. Instead of being the one who offers the sacrifice, he became simply the presider of the gathering, who had to entertain the people for about one hour. It's not so astonishing that many priests left the priesthood right after Vatican II. they didn't know anymore who they were. And we can see the same problem affecting vocations. In many dioceses, there are no vocations. In many churches, there are no priests anymore. And this is very painful for the church, because without the priests, she cannot feed the faithful with the sacraments. And this is a real problem, a problem that calls for a solution. And here we needed to have in front of our eyes the warning that our Lord gives us in the Gospel today. Beware of false prophets. Because the false prophets will try to offer solutions 
false solutions for the problems of our times. It would seem that when the bishops solve the problem, the lack of priestly vocations, something would click in their minds, and they would make the connection and realize that perhaps, perhaps, the strategies they were using didn't work. However, strangely, and we could say diabolically, some bishops came to think that the problem was in fact that they had not gone far enough and that they needed to open the doors even more. And from this way of thinking comes two false solutions for the lack of priestly vocations. The first false solution is to abolish celibacy, to abolish the obligation of chastity for priests. The false prophets claim that priestly celibacy is simply a discipline of the church, some kind of legal requirement that could disappear without any great difficulty. But this way of thinking ignores completely the tradition of the church, which always linked priestly service and chastity. But I can hear them saying, don't you know that in the history of the church there were priests and bishops who were married? And even in the Gospels, don't we hear about the modern law of St. Peter? What presupposes that he was married? So what now? My brethren, we know that there were priests and bishops who were married. And St. Peter himself was married. And this is not a problem. Why? Because we have it to point out that even though they were married, they didn't continue to live as husband and wife. One day would be ordained, even though they were married before, they would begin a life of complete chastity. So yes, there were married priests in the past, but not in the same way 
the false prophets talk about today. And it's important for us to know that. It is true that in the East, in the East, priests can use all the marital rights. However, it is a much later practice which does not reflect the apostolic tradition of the Church. Their bishops, however, are required to observe perfect chastity, which shows clearly that this was the practice for all from the very beginning. So perfect chastity was always a part of the Catholic priesthood. It was, and it will always be. The second false solution for the lack of priestly vocations is even worse. And what it wants is to confer the sacrament of holy orders to women. The false prophets claim that there is no reason why the sacrament of orders could not be given to a woman. And again, they say that this is a simple discipline of the church which could easily be changed. But they forget the entire history of the church. It was never known that a woman had been ordained. And not because the church simply didn't want it. But above all, because our Lord didn't intend things to be that way. If he had intended the priesthood for women, his mother would be the first one to receive it. But that was not his intention. Look at the honor we give to our Blessed Mother. The Church has nothing against women. But this is just the way Christ intended things to be. The only subject of the Sacrament of Orders is a baptized male. A woman could never receive this sacrament. Even if some heretical bishop would try to pronounce the words of ordination upon a woman and impose the hands over her head, nothing would happen. That's why we call these ceremonies attempts of ordination, because they are not real ordinations.
It is true that in the past there were what we call deaconesses. But they were not like female deacons. They had a very specific role to help during the baptism of a woman. Not to do the baptism, but to help during the baptism of a woman. And also to help the widows. And that was all. They never received any power to preach or to administer the sacraments. And it's very important to know this. The sacrament of holy orders is reserved to men by divine will. And this cannot be changed. So we see that the solutions offered by the false prophets for the lack of priestly vocations are completely false. For 2,000 years, my brethren, the church never lacked young men willing to make the sacrifice of everything, including of a family, in order to serve the Lord with all their lives. Every year, the entire church would consecrate 12 days to fasting and prayer, begging God for priestly vocations. These days are known as Amber Days. And vocations never led to the church. No surprise then that when the Amber Days were suppressed, Vocations began to lack. I would not call it a coincidence. So the real solution for the problem is not new. It's prayer and penance. Asking God to be merciful to his church and to send the priests. But good priests according to his own heart. And an important part of this solution is to restore the traditional liturgy of the church. And in this way, to restore the priesthood as it is supposed to be. The priest, as a man of God, the priest as a man of prayer. The priest as a man of the altar. And that's why traditional communities have so many vocations. Because they do what the church has always done. And God blesses them.
sending vocations. So let us not be deceived by the voice of the false prophets of our times who want to corrupt the church with their false solutions. We don't need married priests or woman priests. If you want that, go to the Anglicans. We are Catholics. What we need is to pray and beg God to send us good priests. That's what we need. Fast and prayer and the traditional mass. This is the recipe for success. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.